Hello and welcome to We the People. I'm Sarah Jacob. This week in a spine-chilling case, a young domestic help was rescued from her employer's home in Gurugram, where she suffered horrific abuse for months. This young girl, a teenager from Jharkhand, was found with wounds all over her body. She had been treated barbarically, allegedly beaten with hot tongs and sticks by her employer, starved, forced to scrounge around the dustbin for food. And while there was a media uproar, this is not the first instance of such abuse. Just a few months ago, there was a CCTV footage of a high-end residential society where a woman was seen beating and dragging her maid out of a lift, forcing her back into the house as if she were a bonded laborer. Before that, there was there many other videos. There was a video of a woman slapping a security guard. Thousands of women and girls across our capitals and our second-tier cities are employed as domestic workers and domestic help in private households. They clean, they cook, they care for the children, they look after the elderly, elderly family members. They perform all essential tasks for their employers and despite their important role, they're among the most exploited and abused. They sometimes need to work between 14 to 18 hours a day, seven days a week for sure, for wages that are far below the minimum wage. They can be locked within the workplace. They can be subject to physical and sexual violence. Children and migrant domestic workers are especially vulnerable. Why do we feel that because we're paying our helpers a salary, we own them? Where does this mindset come from? That's what we're asking on We The People tonight. And we have joining us, we have Rishi Kant, a social activist, and also with the, the organization Shakti Vahini. We have uh, Brinda Arige, also social activist, Amita Behar, CEO of Oxfam, Mehru Nissa, who's uh, been on the show before, but she is uh, now she started off as India's first female bouncer, but she now runs an organization that provides female bouncers and uh, uh, domestic help or house help uh, to those who want it. And we have uh, Deepika Bhardwaj, the journalist and documentary filmmaker who actually helped rescue this young girl. Thank you so much for joining us. I want to ask you, how is she doing? Firstly, and um, how did you find out about this house of horror? And what made you decide to intervene, get involved? In India, we said, forget it, Chordo. She must have done something wrong. She must have done a chori. It's internal matter. Uh, Sarah, it was 7th uh, February morning when I got a call from an acquaintance. Uh, this, this person stays in old Gurgaon, the new colony area where this uh, domestic help was working. He had been there at uh, that uh, society for some work. And I think this child was coming down to dispose of the trash or something, or probably she was uh, trying to get some food from the uh, trash which was there. And this this uh, boy, young man called me and he said, Didi, uh, I saw this, made a, I, I'm like, I have no words of the torture that this uh, young girl is being subjected to. Uh, can you please do something? There are, there's blood from her face. There's her clothes are stained with blood and she, I think they have burnt her as well. I said, this sounds really, really bad and let me see what I could do. Uh, I use Twitter as a very strong medium of the public service that I do, Sarah. I immediately posted that, you know, is there any res rescue organization that can reach out to me? I tagged NCW uh, as well. Uh, didn't get any response. Then I called Kriti Bhardwaj Dalal. He's the former chairperson of uh, Haryana State Commission for Women. And I had worked with her. Uh, uh, she, she's a brilliant person. Always responds to SOS helps. And uh, she then asked me to get in touch with Pinky Malik, who is the one-stop Sakhi Center head in Gurgaon. I told her the plight of this girl and I told, I gave her the address. I had got the address. 
and I sent her the address and I said, can you please do something? Uh, she immediately uh, <coughs> connected uh, with Gurgaon Police, uh, New Colony Police Station, and uh, the SHO immediately sent a rescue team. The girl was recovered. I think the CWC was also involved. I'm not too sure what happened after that, but I did get a response from them after, I think, just one and a half, two hours that the girl has been rescued. Wow. And she is in much, much worse condition than what you had thought. She has... A, in, in exact lines of what I was told was there's no body part of hers which we can even touch to, you know, give her a soothing. That's how injured she is. And I was very happy that she was taken away from there. Uh, this couple was then detained. Uh, I would specifically mention their name, Manish Khattar and Kamaljeet Kaur. While I was at the police station, Sarah, I heard this woman, Kamaljeet, calling, uh, you know, her boss. And I immediately tagged the organizations of these two people and told them that, you know, they need to really take action against them. Thankfully, the next day, both of them were sacked. I did not ignore this this SOS request like I do, do not ignore any SOS requests that come to me. And I think we as human beings, we as responsible citizens, this is our, I think, uh, responsibility to help people who are underprivileged and who, cannot, who do not have a voice. Um, you know, may I just be a little presumptuous here to, uh, Rishi, if I can ask you this. I am assuming that this is because of the nature of, you know, your work. You're a journalist. This is what you do. These things bother you. You reach out. You follow up. What do people do? What does a help to who cannot look up the Internet to find the, the names of these organizations? I want to ask you, Rishi, so what struck me was um, <clears throat> from Deepika's story is that clearly other people in the building were seeing her taking yes. out that trash every day. Yeah. Why does... I mean, it seems to be for the upper middle class, even not even upper middle class. Um, domestic help has become a punching bag. Why is it? What is this mentality? And also, not just in your home, it's everybody else around who was quiet. Many people before Deepika saw this, but uh, just turned a blind eye. You see, uh, in, in Gurgaon, uh, we, we do have a resident welfare association. It is their responsibility of uh, also who is working in every household, Wh whether police verification of that domestic help was done or not. Hmm. And and see, uh, across Gurgaon or NCR region, uh, if you if you can see it, there are gir young girls, adolescent girls who may be trafficked and have been brought by these fake placement agency. India don't have a placement hmm. agency act. So, mm. so it is the responsibility of these resident welfare associations to look into that who is inside that campus. But may I just add, sometimes the RWAs are also the problem. Oh, yes. Because when you say that the uh, st uh, the staff has been verified, police verification, some a lot of this just sounds like harassment for them. There's so many layers that they have to do, but they know nothing about the no, employer police. that they're working for. No, There's police no verification is simple. They have to just verify from the source as well as from the destination police station that uh, details of the girls, uh, what is the age of this girl and this placement agency. They all, all these, uh, you know, the verification is done by these all fake placement agencies yeah, yeah. who are traffickers. We have seen, we, in, we have several no, but the cases. The trafficker here is not the problem. The <clears throat> problem is what's happening in the home. The employer is the problem. No, but it, no. it, it starts from a trafficker yeah. who brings, procure the girls. From from a very interior villages. Sure, but whether she was a 13-year-old procured, brought from a village, or whether she's a 22-year-old choosing to work uh, because she needs a job now, the final abuse is at the hands of the employers. employers yeah. Yes. 
So we don't have a law on this. Okay. Another thing that I, if I may, if I may add, Sarah here in this case particularly, they had made fake Aadhaar cards of the girl, and even after this couple got arrested, they were trying to prove that she is a major. I, I wish to, you know, put this on your show today. Uh, a larger point: What is the point of having an Aadhaar card until unless it is connected to a database where we can verify whether that Aadhaar card is right or not? If there was a system like that, it would be very clear that this is a fake ID. It's not real, and they would have understood that she is a minor mm. who cannot be employed. Right? It, it's and you child see labor. these placement agencies. So the agency had made the fake Aadhaar card. Yes. 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 And these placement agencies. This fellow who was running a placement agency, he was having already two uh, cases registered in Simdega district of Jharkhand, yeah. and, and yet another he was a proclaimed offender in this case. Mm. So mm. series of uh, cases this fellow was mm. doing it, but nobody was knowing, understanding that. आप बताइए कि हम placement agencies के बारे में बात कर रहे हैं कि they saying the problem lies there. They're bringing these underage girls mm. etc. But आपकी experience क्या है? Because since you started working as a female bouncer, you realize that there is a huge demand for domestic staff and help. And आप provide करते हो ये services. क्या आप check करते हो जहाँ पे काम करेंगे? उस घर की क्या लाइक व्हाट इज दिस व्हाट इज द सिचुएशन इन दैट हाउस व्हाट आर द एम्प्लॉयज लाइक आप कभी वो चेक करते हो डू यू टेक रेफरेंसेस व्हेन यू आर एम्प्लॉय पुटिंग वन ऑफ योर गर्ल्स इफ आई कैन कॉल इट दैट इन दीज होम्स लड़कियों के लिए तो हम चेक करते ही हैं जैसे अब बाउंसर हो गए मैड हो गए जहां भी हम मैनिफ मतलब लड़कियां देते हैं ना तो हम पहले उनके बारे में पता करते हैं क्योंकि थर्टी ईयर तो बहुत छोटा हो जाता है इलीगल माना जाता है बच्चे को हम जॉब के लिए नहीं भेज सकते सबसे पहले उनका घर का माहौल देखते हैं कैसे लड़की रहेगी क्योंकि कंपनी का अथॉरिटी है अपने अगर कोई शिकायत आती है हमें कंप्लेंट मिलती है हमारी लड़की ने गलती की है हम लीगल तरीके से उसके खिलाफ एक्शन ले सकते हैं ये नहीं है हमने जहाँ लड़की भेजी है काम के लिए मैड भेजी है तो वो उसके लिए उसके नहीं बट आप फॉलो अप करते हो क्योंकि जैसे यू आर सोइंग द प्लेसमेंट एजेंसी या वाज़ द प्रॉब्लम सारे फॉलो करते हैं इन अ मंथ और इन अ फ्यू वीक्स टू आस्क हाउ इज शी डूइंग व्हाट्स हैपनिंग बिकॉज़ शी वांट्स अलाउड टू टॉक टू एनीवन राइट सो दे इट वर्क्स बोथ वेज करेक्ट यू कैनॉट हैव दिस काइंड ऑफ अब्यूज अनलेस इट्स अ सिस्टम दैट प्रॉप्स यू अप करेक्ट Okay, Brinda Adige, I want to just go back to the question I was trying to ask Rishikant. Why does this happen? You know, this mindset that um, uh, she's working for me, I'm paying her a salary, so I can ask of her anything. I can come home from a party at one o'clock at night, and I may want a cup of tea, so I don't care if you're sleeping. Wake up and make it, or I may be watching TV and you're sleeping in the in the drawing room, but I'll watch TV till till three a.m. and enjoy my Netflix, even though you can't sleep until I get off the couch. Where does this mindset come from? Is it about power? It is about power, Sarah. But it is also about caste. It is also about how I look at somebody who's working for me. So words that we use are like maid, servant. We never say domestic worker, domestic help, because if when you use that word, you understand that there are a lot of other ramifications, connotations attached to it. so that word servant my maid that continues to say that you are there you are my slave and you should be at my beck and call that is one mentality and mindset the other being usually the people who come to work in our homes or in our garden or probably as our drivers somewhere we also think that because we have money the so called middle and upper middle class the others are poor 
and can be treated in any which way and nobody dare question me the fact that i'm giving them a job they must be grateful for it so this is the mentality there they is not even a holiday for it sorry no i'm uh, just repeating what you're saying they must be grateful for it is what we believe absolutely and the third is the system we know that there is no monitoring whatsoever from any of the system look at look at what our labor laws have become today but even in that constricted restricted laws that we have today the labor department has a domestic workers desk but they have done nothing they are supposed to have been educating rwas talking to people telling them that there is an ombudsman there is some kind of a support that you can get if you are in any kind of trouble but we know that they don't even spread information create awareness and they don't also have a helpline now so here we had sakhi but we know that most helplines across india are with the police how strongly and how significantly they look at a complaint mm. that might be coming from either a person who is engaged or is employed as a domestic help or by somebody else is a big question one two because you're a woman that complaint does not get treated seriously and if the person we know now if you want to get this kind of a job you come away from your state which means you do not know the local language you have no other community support in that area you cannot fall back on anybody the question that you ask what were the other neighbors and the rwa doing the big question is why are we not bothered why are we not concerned why do we always say it is their problem let them handle it i will not interfere into it you know so we have we have some side, young journalists here brinda in the in the audience since this is we the people let's ask the people uh aap logo ne suna what brinda ji just said let me ask you this question have you ever seen an instance like this perhaps in your own homes of somebody being treated why do you why do we keep quiet why do you think that is Okay uh so uh, such situations is not something that is new we see especially uh, we tend to ignore what happens in the rural india if you go back there i have my personal experiences that i have seen small young girls like age somewhere around 9 7 and even less than like 6 years old as much as that they work as domestic help no no but they work in our homes right yeah so, so when we were growing up we must have had very young domestic help like now i'm employing my own i don't employ somebody young but you must have seen them working in your own homes are we desensitized why do you think that is let me ask, what do you call the help who works in your house do you call them ir do you call them servant has that changed now that you all are educated personally it has a change like for for my parents and for me but like if uh, nanas or nannies or dadis they come they just call like uh, are idhara matlab there is always a derogatory term or okay, pejorative remark but you remarks. do believe that you have changed i would like to believe that young india is there are more people like deepika and young journalists like you do you believe that you've changed when you read okay um do, does your help in your home you separate cutlery wow okay so many people are saying Sarah, no i don't, I don't think know so. because they cook. i don't think so For even us, the youngs are uh, you know are changing Okay. because when especially in the in the northern india in gurgaon <laughs> or or big cities uh, they have money 
and they think that they can exploit these young girls mm. especially the tribal girls mm. who are coming from a very remote area they don't even understand this whole uh, you know the entire ncr region big cities what is a big city for them so you work in big homes but you have small hopes from your employers very small basically hopes. Uh, i want to bring girl, I, I this just... both the girl came for for the medical help for the medical support of their Brother. smaller brother yeah i know i yeah. that i i just want to add to rishi sir as well i yes a lot of young india has changed sara but i am looking at the visuals playing out over there where this i we all have seen those shocking visuals where this young advocate she was an advocate who was beating and abusing the guards like anything yeah, yeah. we are predominantly discussing house helps who are girls but we all have seen what is happening to the guards who serve our societies i i myself was living in a high rise in gurgaon and i used to talk to them owing to of course my journalism background i used to talk to them in front of me i've seen people abusing the guards as if you know they are they 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 think that they can just slap them yell at them and these abusers are both men and women mm. men use strength women use abusers Verbal so much abuse. and we saw nothing I happened agree. to the lady look, as well have, on the yeah, screen we have I mean, there's so much to talk about we can do yeah. a whole different show on security guards but i oh, think yes. focusing on the domestic help is more crucial because they're at home, at home. there's the Absolutely. personal is the political they're stuck Very in true. their workplace we get several spaces. cases of sexual abuse <clears throat> yeah i can imagine i want to bring in amita bra uh, uh you know i want to ask you uh, the the irony is that we're talking about the people getting jobs people are starting to work in nuclear families and uh, they need help now at home because they're away at work right uh, why is it amitab that mm-hmm. the upper and middle class population of the country is so conscious of their rights we are increasingly conscious we are working in workspaces if i am told at work today that i have to work 7 days a week i will make sure i get my comp off yes, yes. absolutely i have i'm very aware of my rights as advocate would have been fighting for a crash at the at the courts exactly but when it comes to your workers at home we don't want to see these see them as anyone who has rights in fact we want to see them as invisible like yeah. don't be seen just yes. get the work done why do you think this is according to you what is the reason behind this discrimination so thank you sara and before i respond to your question i just want to say thank you to deepika and kudos to you for what you did uh, i hope we have many many more deepikas and organizations uh, like shaktivani who've been working for uh, years uh, i want to just let so, our audience know we have the number please take it down keep it in your phone so if you do come across a situation like deepika you're not like looking on the internet yeah. just save it in your so, phone so you can call these numbers sorry go so, ahead amita no no just just a big salute to to all of them you know just responding to your question i would completely agree with what brinda was saying that it is essentially about power and privilege and when you look at power and privilege it is uh, you know what was happening say in the caste ridden society of india in rural hinterland has actually come to the urban spaces so it is this sense of entitlement and unequal society that we have created you know so so when you say that we are aware of our rights there is this understanding with the kind of unequal society we have with the privileges that one thinks that we have the other person does not have those privileges and in fact very often the kind of violence that we are seeing and i hope uh, mm. justice is done very soon in this case but very often this kind of of oppression and brutalization is also the mindset of saying we need to show them their place yes. it is it is reinforcing the hierarchies that we are talking of 
So, you know, I, I think it's, it's really a, a very fundamental question of how we are organizing society. We have accepted mm. inequality as something which is, which is given. And we have created two classes, one class which has the rights, whereas the others are only here to serve. And it's, it's not very different from, say, the white supremacist, the, the colonial mindsets, or the caste mindset. Yep. So we, we really need to do that. And, I, you know, Sarah, I would say that I hope that we also unpeel the onion a little more. That, you know, I, I hope that justice is done at this juncture with, with this girl who's, who's obviously a child. But with are systemic questions of what does really happen to the informal sector. We have almost 10% of the eShram registrations uh, as, as domestic workers. Yeah. Why can't we look at the, the contracting that's being done? Mm. You talked of... Is most there of any regulation the, of the sector? The, the regulation, as, as we've already heard from many others, that there are some laws, but the, the implementation of those laws has been extremely poor. It's, it's just not been there. So, so I, I, I think, you know, we, till we start looking at this whole question as a fundamental question, and I would really say that the entire informal sector, very often we are hearing stories of the domestic uh, worker, which is critical. But once you go to the supply chains, whether it's the sugarcane industry or the agriculture labor, very often you will see, uh, hear stories of sexual abuse, of all kinds of, of, of uh, ill treatment of the workers. Yeah. So, so there's, there's a much larger conversation, <laughs> systemic conversation also needed. While we certainly need to focus on, on this, this domestic uh, uh, violence that we see around uh, us. And, and it's horrendous that it happens just right next to us. And as citizens, I think we all fail. As in, just look at the RWAs. What do they do? Yeah. They are essentially in those horror stories. I find that horrible that women, domestic worker, have to use a different lift. They need to yeah. use a different uh, uh, steps. They, they need to actually show their bags when they're entering the building. They need to show their bags when they're leaving the building. So that, you're dehumanizing you know, the, the other. You're basically stripping them of any sort of dignity, dignity or sense yeah. of self. So if someone treats me badly, I, I don't see it as anything unusual. It's, it's like my, part of my everyday life. Let me ask, how many of you live in colonies where uh, the staff, you have those lifts that say separate lifts for staff or for dog, dogs and dog walkers, etc. Any reactions? Have you thought about this? Have you raised such issues with your RWA? I have personally not witnessed, like you are saying, a separate lift for workers. I have personally not witnessed any such case. But okay. yeah, it is prevailing in, I, I would say, urban areas don't have like this hierarchy issues. But in semi-urban areas, I think that Okay. Uh, Anyone else? Uh, Quick responses. Go ahead. I I think especially uh, these kind of things we see in Gurgaon, yeah. Noida, Ghaziabad, yeah. Yeah. Faridabad, mm. uh, that uh, you you have a separate lift for uh, for the domestic help. So what is the logic behind this? It's just that they are poors. We don't it's treat them. It's the same them. old untouchability, if I would we say. We don't Sarah. treat them it's as like human. But they they, they, they they come to our house, wash our utensils. But they do, we want they a separate. They make our food. You eat yeah. your food. Yeah, we eat yeah. No, so I would rather wait for a lift to come <laughs> and not go in an empty lift. This is all the mindset. Yeah. I am rich, you are poor. Hmm. So you use a different lift. So the mindset hmm. is 
we so need to work on these mindsets. Uh, I, I, I just want to add something there, Sarah. I think, uh, you know, whenever a case happens, we as media uh, pe- persons, you know, take it up. We discuss it so much. But what is happening in the day-to-day life? Yeah. I think what are the agencies that have been appointed to actually work doing? Uh, are the child welfare agencies working with these placement agencies? Are they doing a check every four months or every six months that no child is employed over there? What are the agencies doing on a day-to-day basis to ensure that this does not happen? When it happens, we discuss, but otherwise we all know. Sarah, other, other than Sarah the important point here is that we don't have a placement agency act. Hmm. The only okay. act, only state which has a placement agency act is Chhattisgarh. Otherwise, no state, Nobody even Delhi has no. The Delhi High Court has given a lot of directions on this. So there's but complete the Delhi, apathy even by our organization, our government towards yes. this issue. And okay, Rishita was telling me that this lady, there was earlier a case which actually came in media as well. Right? It's about Vandana. What punishment did she get? The similar case happened in Vasant, uh, Vasant Kunj. Yeah. yeah. And, and that lady was only punished for 1,000 rupees. Similar case. The same picture I am witnessing. And I'm a, I was the prime witness Oof. in that case. I, it was pathetic for me to go in the court. And mm-hmm. to uh, for four years, the trial happened. So I want to ask, uh, Merunisa Ji, you've seen the system. system is very unequal and it's, uh, you know, it's against hmm. the, the, the staff that work in these homes. How do you try and build their confidence when they are going out into homes like this? When we give manpower, like we a security, chef, martial arts, then सामने वाली की गलती है या हमारी हमारी लड़कियों की गलती है तो दोनों पार्ट को हम देखते हैं अच्छे से जिसकी गलती होती है हम लीगल तौर पे एक्शन लेते हैं और हम किसी को अथॉरिटी नहीं देते कि हमारी लड़की को कोई हाथ लगाए या बदतमीजी से बात करे क्योंकि आपके यहां अगर हमने मेड दी है या सिक्योरिटी में कोई भी बंदा दिया या शेफ कोई दिया मतलब किसी भी डिपार्टमेंट में तो पहले हमें कंप्लेंट करेंगे हम लीगल तरीके से उनसे पूछताछ करेंगे ये हक नहीं है कि आप हमारी बच्ची के साथ में इतनी बदतमीजी से करें इतनी बेरहमी से इन दिस केस सारा द दिस चाइल्ड हैड वाज वर्किंग एट अनदर होम फॉर 3 मंथ्स बिफोर शी वाज एम्प्लॉयड इन दिस गुड़गांव हेल होल शी हैड ब्रॉट 1000 रुपीस विद हर दिस मॉन्स्टर मनीष खट्टर स्नैच दैट अवे for five months, she was not given a single penny. What she told me was, Didi, mujhe 10 rupay bhi nahi dete te. Her phone was not recharged. That's why, because she didn't have any money. So she couldn't inform anyone. And of course, they're so young. The girls say yes. so young. And, and just imagine, so she's a tribal girl from a very interior And never been district. to a city like not this. Not even There's talking no to her parents. Yeah. Her I think in the end, you know, we're completely out of time. But I feel <laughs> like we, the middle class of India, the upper middle class have no prescribed code of conduct and we have to figure out this for ourselves as a nation about having a set of rights for domestic workers and a code of conduct for those who employ them. I just want to make a, I just want to make a statement here, Sarah. Uh, this is my humble request to everyone. हम लोग अपने सामने सब देखते हैं ये होते हुए लेकिन अपनी आंखें बंद कर लेते हैं सल्यूट टू दैट बॉय यू आई एम श्योर यू आर लिसनिंग मी टुडे थैंक यू फॉर स्पीकिंग अप एंड आई थिंक एवरीवन इफ we should not unsee such violence thank you thank you all for joining us just to be part of this conversation thank you